0: Hello and welcome aboard the battleship Pretension. I am Tyler Smith. I am David Bax. And thank you for listening, David. How you doing?
1: Well, you know, uh, I'm dying to tell you why I'm so angry with Entertainment Weekly right now, but we can't do it. We got a guest. Okay, we got to get to the guest.
0: That's that's right. We have a guest now. I'm curious. Though. Maybe I'll get
1: to it in a second.
0: Okay, but uh, first things first.
1: Inter- go ahead and introduce the
0: guest. Okay, uh, our guest is a, a, an old friend of ours, David. We've known him for several years. Uh, his name's Mike Vanderweist and I'm very happy to be here with the two
2: of you. Thanks for having me on the show.
0: <laughs> uh what are you chuckling about there, Mike? Uh I just uh I just enjoy your company. I oh, think. okay. Thank you. Um yeah, we uh we went to school with Mike and uh he was he was uh you you majored in in uh cinematography for a while and so you yeah. were you were our uh, our DP friend.
2: Yeah. Yeah, so. I started off with cinematography and then about halfway through I figured out that I had um more ideas for films that I wanted to learn how to make them happen, so then I shifted it over to writing and producing
0: all right
1: and so uh, did you graduated with that with that concentration? I
2: graduated with a self design concentration now, now we're talking. it would have been an extra year to to do producing, and I learned what I felt I needed to learn and <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> so you graduated with no concentration right? exactly same, same with, i I took the exact same path I started with cinematography and then realized yeah. that not that I had other ideas, but just that i didn't really enjoy the cinematography. I like uh, I guess I, I liked all the uh, lighting stuff, but mm-hmm. when it comes came to cameras, I, I got bored way too quickly with all gotcha. the technical stuff. So yeah, I kind of gave up on cinematography myself and ended up just taking classes where I could watch movies. Damn <laughs> right, that's uh, <laughs>
0: yeah. I uh, I came out I, I came out to school and it's like I'm I'm going to be a director. No, I think I think it went writing first, then directing, and then I'm like. Yeah, uh, I I like these classes over here where I just get to watch movies and write papers. Mm. Uh I'll I'll keep some of these directing and writing classes but not if I have to take them. And uh so yeah, I think that's the smart thing to do. So if anybody goes to Columbia College Chicago, uh just drop your concentration, all right? <laughs> just do whatever you got to do. That's fine. There you go. So, uh,
1: yeah, if you want to be doing a mildly successful podcast in, in five years, then yeah.
0: No mildly to it, all right? <laughs> we will frequently show up in the top 100 of our bracket, thank you very much, in iTunes.
1: Yeah, the top 100 of audio our film and TV podcasts. <laughs> hey! Hosted there are by of... two guys in English. That's right. <laughs>
0: Hey, you got to take what you can get. All right. There are several podcasts out there that aren't in the top hundred of that bracket. Thank you very much, Mike. You don't have one. No, I'm just I'm saying. Sorry. You know, we're doing all right. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead and yeah. break the guest. Uh, it's <laughs> that's, Mike. That's he gets better. it. Whatever. I'm fine with it. Um. But uh, <laughs> anyway. So. Uh. But yeah. You're re- you you recently uh recently uh, came out to uh Los Angeles. Now, when this airs, it will be you know a little bit longer, but. Uh, but you're a newbie. You just got here. I just got here. That's what do you right. think of Los Angeles? Uh, it's
2: quite frankly uh, everything I expected it to be so far. <laughs> which uh,
0: does that is that good or bad?
2: It's uh, it's not good or bad. It, it's you know the weather of course is great. You can shoot all year round, and the, there are the geographical perks of being able to have access to basically every type of geographic topography in yeah. the world <laughs> available within the four hour radius. Um so the practical elements have, are of course great but you know it's it's uh it's a bit of a, a war zone to actually <laughs> get something done i think Yeah, but
0: yeah. i had on. a i had a friend who um he was making just a just a just a short film but he had a bit of a budget and so there was a church in the valley uh in Burbank i believe that he uh, one just one scene takes place in a church, and it was really like one of the only, and it was a bigger scene, but it was really the only location that they needed, and he the, and he had a, a very small location budget. He had like two hundred bucks that he mm-hmm. could pay, so he could shoot at a place for a day or two. Um, and uh, and he went there and said like, hey, you know, we'd like to shoot for a day or two. This church is absolutely perfect for wh- for what we're looking for, and uh, and the church said no, nope, oh. uh, eight hundred dollars. That's that's what mm. we charge. Wow. And he's like, "Well, I, I understand that, but this isn't a Hollywood film. I only have two hundred dollars. It's only going to be a couple of days. We're not even really going to rearrange anything. We're just going to set up some lights and shoot. It'll be fine." They're like bo- eight hundred eight hundred dollars. That's was it a Christian based film? Uh, yes, it was. Um, but the guy didn't, uh, you know, and and not to not to put it all on the guy at the church because mm-hmm. it's entirely possible that he had gotten burned in the past, you know. Mm-hmm. Sure. And so just. Out Maybe here, you he know,
1: will Ferrara shoot there. <laughs> you know about that whole thing in like the, the yeah the uh, I guess the archdiocese or whatever of New York City. You can't. They, I don't think you're allowed to shoot in any of any Catholic churches in New York City, City anymore. And apparently, it's because of this scene in Bad Lieutenant where yeah. where Harvey Keitel goes off on the personification of Jesus Christ.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, yeah, yeah, and so like I so I understand that mentality, but at the same time, it's just, you know, I mean, this guy uh, that I know is from Denver, and he had shot some stuff in Denver, and there was no problem, but, but he, you know, out here, it's just assumed that you're, you know, if you're not part of the business, you can still probably get some money out of it if, you know, if you try hard, mm-hmm. or even really not that hard, and so I, you know, I can understand coming out here and trying to do, you know, your own stuff, just, I can't imagine, like, if I wanted to be an independent filmmaker. I don't know if I'd want to be here, but this is where you have to be. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. there's kind of a fatalism to it, really. Um, but, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, so, yeah, uh, now, there w- there is one story. Now, you are currently living, uh, well, I mean, I won't say the street or anything, but you're living in Silmar, mm-hmm. and if I'm not mistaken, literally... Two or three days after you got here, there was a huge raging fire. Yes,
2: I received a very warm welcome by the uh the Oh, fires. watch oh. out. <laughs> so, You've been yeah. waiting for a national audience, an international audience for that Finally, one. I get there to say go. that. Very cheesy joke. Thank you, Thank <laughs> you for listening. Um, but it was, you know, I was driving home on the five, like two nights after I got here, and mm-hmm. it it looked like lava coming down from the mountain. Yeah. You know, and basically we had uh, the entire Silmar area was covered in smoke. <laughs> For the whole next couple of days. I had to actually, like, um, brush off my desk from all the ash that had gotten in through the screen. Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah. So, it was, it was Seems crazy. pretty
0: awful. It seems like a Terminator film. Ah, yeah. Very <laughs> but, Terminator-esque. Uh, but anyway, so, uh, all right. So, that's Mike. Mike, I'm glad you're here. Thank you. Because we got something to talk about. Yes, we right? do. There's going to be, basically, uh, not, re- not necessarily our Christmas show, but it'll... It's the one closest to Christmas. Yeah. Um, so let's go. I guess I'll go ahead and say that. But so there's our Christmas show. And as we did last year, uh, rather than discuss movies about Christmas, we decided to, you know, I mean, David, what is the reason for the season? That's my question to you. Honestly, <laughs> Jesus is the reason okay. for the season. It's what you're supposed to say. I didn't know if you wanted me to be glib or not. No, no. I I wanted you to. You know, read my mind, apparently. <laughs> okay. um, but yeah, Jesus is the reason for the season. You can uh, find it any time you drive past a church with a marquee of some sort. It'll always say that. And um, and so last year, of course, we talked about depictions of Jesus and Christ analogy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this, this year, we're going to go into a topic that uh, I've been chomping at the bit to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we got Mike. But that's the thing. I'm very negative. Mike, you're a positive guy. Thank you. Thank you Thank very you much. Do.
1: Mike? Is, on for the listener, one of the most consistently positive-minded <laughs> <laughs> people that I've ever known. Right. It's and a very so positive thing for you to say about me, David. Thank you.
0: <laughs> and so, you know, we need uh, I need somebody to, like, temper, temper that, you know, uh, temper my negativity. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, David, you will act as moderator. <laughs> that's not okay. true at all. Um, I'll probably just be glib uh, from time to time. That's the spirit. <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, so we're talking today about Christian films, all right? Now, when I say Christian film, I do not mean movies like The Apostle, or even really The Passion of the Christ, or Last Temptation of Christ. Like, there are movies with Christian content in them, or some of them are very overtly, they're about Jesus. But I mean movies made by Christians, like, by, like, a Christian studio, because that's the thing. Like, Mel Gibson, yes, he made Passion of the Christ. He is a Christian, but he followed it, up, followed it up with Apocalypto. So, like, his studio is not strictly Christian, you know. Um, but I'm talking about... I mean, Mike, you know more about this this kind of thing than I am. Like, what are some of the big Christian studios out there?
2: Uh, the first one that comes to mind is Cloud 10 Pictures. They're the ones up in Canada that did the Left Behind series. Okay.
1: And um, there's, how, many, how many Left Behind movies are there?
2: There was one that was released on DVD, then it went theatrical, uh-huh. and then there was um, a second one that was made. I believe it had a limited theatrical release, but I could be wrong about that. Um, and then that was that was it. Okay. So no, there's, there's a like, third there's one. like there's one. nine there, books. Well, right? there, there's, yeah, there's a there's a huge book
0: series. There is uh-huh. a third one um, called Left Behind World at War with Lou Gossett Jr. World of – okay. But as far as hmm. I can tell, uh, there is a big lawsuit because that one is so far from the book. That the writer, that the authors, basically disowned it and sued Cloud Ten, so they could get their money back, uh, get their uh, get their rights back. But uh, yeah, so it's nice to know that uh, yeah. probate and that sort of thing, uh, you know, <laughs> it's it's a part of the Christian film world Christians as well. Be just as yeah. Litigious. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. But uh, but these, you know, these studios, they, you know, I mean, well, I'll th- you know I'll throw it to the guest, Mike. When you think Christian film, like how would you define that well there's in
2: my mind, there's what the market sees as Christian film mm-hmm. um which is much like you said um a film made by Christians uh really for Christians mm-hmm. that unfortunately don't really have an appeal beyond the Christian viewer, right you know and and like for me what when people ask me oh you're a so you want to make christian films i say no i don't i don't want to make christian films at all i i am a filmmaker who's a christian yeah and that's a distinction that i make because i don't want them to think that i want to make these films that have low production value that you know are over the top cheesy often yeah and and don't get distribution beyond you know a very
0: segregated market it's really interesting, and I, you know, and this is going to be this is going to be rough. I don't like. I mean, I I complain about Christian film, but mm. it's difficult to to you know distinguish Christian. You know, discussing Christian film without discussing a Christian audience. Yes. Um, and there's a website that I've spoken about many times called Christian Spotlight, and you can go there and find and see uh, Christian reviews of movies, new and old, and um.
1: And it's sort of like um. I don't know. Is the term like open source? Like it's, uh, it's yeah. user-generated reviews. Right.
0: I mean, you, you like f- there's the there's the review, and then there's extensive comments. Now, oh, the okay. review of, uh, just a regular person can can write it. You you have to submit for it, though. You have okay. to say, you know, can I please write this? And they may say yes. They may say no. Um, I believe I have a review of Chinatown and a, and uh, American Buffalo on there because everybody all the other ones were taken, <laughs> <laughs> and so. Um, And so, uh, and what's interesting is when you look at some of these some of these films like like Left Behind or you know uh, notoriously uh, Time Changer, which Mm is my go to on this show. um, You've seen that, Um,
2: yeah. I saw that when it first came out on DVD, I think. Okay, but I wasn't really that big of a fan of it. (laughs) Okay, it's it's the only one of these that I've seen. Yeah. Okay. How about the Omega Code? If
0: you guys. Have you seen the Omega Code? I watched Those it. Uh, I watched it and its sequel last night. Yeah. More on that later. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> but much more on that later. Uh, but the uh, you know if you look at these if you look at these uh, the reviews of these films on the Christian website is absolutely fascinating. Like the way you described it, mm-hmm. there are films that. Appeal to Christians and probably nobody else. Right, but if you mm-hmm. look at the w- at the way the reviewers and the people who who comment on these films, they're like they're like, oh, it's like I would have no problem taking my non-Christian friends to this. It's like, mm. like yeah. they really, it sounds awful, but they, they just seem. I think they're just so cut off because anybody, any Christian who would enjoy this film is probably so cut off from what the mainstream is or what pe- non-Christian people like that they literally think. Because th- that's exactly what people said with Time Changer on this website. They're like, like, finally, a movie I can take my mm. my, my mm. friends to. Yeah. It's like,
2: really? <laughs> you know, I, I think it's because they, anybody would love to see a film that affirms their beliefs. Right. You know, and it's like, oh, that that affirms who I am and what I believe in. And so they're so happy to see that mm-hmm. that they don't see... Well, do you the think low it's true, production the, the value. My role I mean, is moderator here. Yeah. Mike, do yeah. you
1: think it's true that, that people who are fans of these films are cut off from... Did, do they Have they cut themselves off from mainstream film?
2: Mm, you know what? I think I think that those who say that they would have no problem taking their non-Christian friends to see this movie, um, I think that they probably are, okay. actually. I don't think all of them are. Right, um, right. I mean, we're just sort of general.
0: No, I. Uh, yeah. I mean the movies that I watched last night with a group of friends and had a good chuckle over, um, they, uh, I borrowed, the, the, there were six of them. I didn't watch all six, mm. criminally. Um, <laughs> uh, I watched three of them, but I borrowed all six from a friend of mine, like mm. somebody I know who wants to be an actor, and like in the same breath, he can talk about how much he likes Megiddo, The Omega Code 2. Uh, in the same breath, he can talk about that and then talk about Orson Welles' Othello. Like he, mm. it's very f- interesting to me that he is s- like so into f- quality film that he can watch and love Orson Welles, but can still like these. And I and what's what's interesting is when you talk to, um, because we were just you know these these friends and I were discussing like, well, why, you know, we you know we like this guy. He's a he's a, he's a good friend and he's just a good guy, but like. Why is it? Like, why? Because I personally believe that it's impossible, because they, I, ideology aside, they're bad movies. Mm-hmm. You know, they're just, they're, they're poorly made. Everything yes, about them is, is bad. It's so unfortunate. Yeah. And so, like, so how can somebody who loves quality film, how can they, li- how can he like this? And somebody uh, who is his, a guy who's his roommate and knew him in college and just knows who he is as a person said, like, because he is ideologically on board with kind of what they're saying and mm-hmm. the idea of Christian film, even if he doesn't like the specifics. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's really when you get into the idea of the audience's role in Christian film. It's like they're willing to, by the end of the night, the third film we watched, it wasn't bad for a Christian film. And that's the thing, is mm. when that's what you're inundated with, you know, it, you kind of lose your perspective. And all yeah. of a sudden something that is... That by any other standard is really quite awful. It's not so bad, you know. And yeah, that and when I you're have, already like you were saying, if you're already on board with the ideas, you'll almost talk yourself into liking it. Yeah, yeah exactly. even if you
2: know better. And I think that some Christians um, will only watch Christian films, mm-hmm. and that they will make a conscious decision not to go out to the movie theaters to see anything secular. Yeah, you know, and uh, I I had a buddy in college who was that way about music. Yeah, never it, w- was pretty proud of the fact that he never watched any, th- any or never listened to any music that was not Christian. And then and then the the Christian sitting next to him said, "Oh, you're missing some good music, man." <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> so it, it's
1: now is that because I can see someone do that in a, in a for lack of a better term for a political reason, saying they don't want to give money to to non Christians, right. but is it? Is, is that the reason, or is, is it that they think that it's somehow poisonous?
2: Yeah, I think I think that they think it's somehow poisonous, and I think that each person has to kind of judge for him or herself what what they take in. I mean, what what their senses take in. Like, if I if I know that I'm going to be really uh, upset if I listen to a certain song, and I don't want to feel that way, then I can make the choice not to listen to the song. But it That's, doesn't mean that I should write off I mean it, the whole you know, genre of music or yeah. or artist because
1: i Let me give you a little anecdote. Someone I met in high school was a friend of a friend who who was very Christian. He was telling me the reason he didn't... He, he did the same thing, didn't watch or listen to anything secular. Uh-huh. And his explanation was, he said, uh, referring to movies, he said, everything that goes in here, pointing to his eyes, uh-huh. ends up here, pointing to his heart. Mm-hmm. And my, mm-hmm. my counter to that was, well, first it has to go through here, pointing right. to my head. Like, <laughs> isn't that... Uh, it did, why why don't why why don't these people trust themselves enough to be able to distinguish? Do they really think it's gonna that they don't they don't have the willpower to? Mm-hmm. Do they think they're going to be tempted into the wrong kind of lifestyle? I think
2: so. I th- I think that.
1: And does I mean I don't want to sound like a a dick here, but is it is is the ter- is the, is is the Christian Church or Christian Churches teaching people not to trust themselves, trust their own their own judgment?
2: Hmm. Well, it depends know the on the church. Yeah. Yeah. It okay. depends on the denomination. Well, not only the denomination, but even certain churches within denominations will sometimes have different mm-hmm. emphases on that topic, I think. I mean, I think uh,
0: it really—and this—yeah, uh, I mean, I don't want to go too far down this road, but okay. uh, just—you know, I mean, some people—it sounds awful, but there are certain types of—there are certain churches. I won't say—I won't even say denominations. There are certain churches individually mm-hmm. that— you know if you were to ask i mean if you were to ask them like what they believe spiritually and all that they would tell you kind of a kind of a broad strokes answer and it's because the, you know there's there's a there's a movement in in uh christianity uh and it's been around for a while i mean cs lewis was this called apologetics and it's basically re, you know realizing it's like yes there are absolute leaps of faith that you need to take when you believe this mm-hmm. but it's not all that you c- you actually can use your own experiences as a person, your own observations, and you know, just and just you can reason your way into this. I mean, there's a book called Mere Christianity that's great. It's really it's well written. And even if you have no interest in Christianity as a faith, it's C. S. Lewis and he's so British and so witty <laughs> and so delightful. Well as mm-hmm. as the non Christian of mm-hmm. the podcast right.
1: here, Mere Christianity is a great book. It is. Mm-hmm. And uh
0: and so like and so but apologetics, you know, I'd say that's something that I'm really into that most of the Christians I know, I'd say a lot of Christians of our generation are into, but mm-hmm. not all of them. You know, I mean some of them it's just you don't question it, you know, you know that it's true, but you don't really have you you're probably not going to be you're not going to know any a lot of people that are non-Christian. They're cert- if if you do know them, they're probably in the minority and you're probably never going to actually have to defend what you believe And as such Your belief You know It can still be Absolutely genuine Absolutely sincere But it may not Go very deep mm-hmm. And As such The idea So a movie could In fact You know A secular movie They go see Could in, That has like Sex or violence Or swearing Could actually say, Shake somebody To their core mm-hmm. Simply because They've never been Exposed to it right. Right. You know And yeah. You're, yeah. Well I
2: would On that note Um Jesus himself uh, experienced the worst. I mm-hmm. mean, you know, he was spat upon, he was ridiculed, scorned, you know, killed in a horrendous way. And but so much good came from that. He mm-hmm. he taught us how to love, and that that love can transcend even the storm. Like within the storm, we can love. Mm-hmm. And so, if I'm going to make a movie, if I don't show the storm for what it really is, right. then I'm not going to be able to communicate the love. It's almost like if, like the light looks lighter when it's put next to dark, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but if the dark is also light, then yeah. the light isn't light. You know yeah. what I mean? And so it, it seems like in Christian films when, when evil is portrayed, it's like a nice version of evil.
0: Right. I mean, and, and in Time Changer, that that was kind of a big thing. I remember one of my favorite quotes about it was said in The Onion, mm-hmm. which is, and it's a, it's all about a guy who goes from 1890 to, he tr- time travels to the year 2000, and and he sees like oh my gosh look at what has happened to the future but basically but they can't show what happens to the future mm-hmm. because the f- mm-hmm. because it's and even back in 1890 i mean don't get me wrong but that's that's a different point to be to be making but like in 2000s it's like it's an r rated present if not nc17 why not mm-hmm. and just but they can't do that and so the way the onion puts it is he goes from a g rated past to a pg rated present and it's just like the idea of you know to put in spiritual terms like like if you want to show an audience like a person's need for God, but you but you want but you're going to soft pedal that need, then what what are they going to get out of it? But mm-hmm. then you don't have to worry about it because everybody seeing it already believes, you mm-hmm. know. And it's just and it's this weird catch twenty two where there it's it's literally as far as I can tell an entire industry of preaching to the choir. Yeah. And well, the,
1: um, did the Onion actually review? Time changer? Yes. When, like on DVD or on... on uh, w- or?
0: I think it came out in 2002, so I think it was theatrically or on DVD. I'm not yeah. sure.
1: I often... I mean... Okay. I'm going to take over for a little bit here. Okay. <laughs> but ask questions. I'm um, okay. sure. You talk about like, people who only go see Christian films. Mm-hmm. How often do these people go to the movies? Like how many Christian films are made a year?
0: Oh, not a lot. Not, not a lot? I mean, lot. I have a list here. Straight to DVD, there's actually quite a, quite a okay. few now. Yeah, not theatrically. But, but theatrically, so. virtually none.
1: Okay, well, I... I never see reviews of them. I mean, Fireproof mm-hmm. was big enough to get a couple reviews. Yeah. Um, but do you think if they were reviewed more widely by secular publications, would that, would that help raise the level of the filmmaking? Would, the, would, would it help Christian film first be taken more seriously and then help the filmmakers take themselves more seriously as filmmakers as opposed to just as Christians?
0: I think what mm-hmm. needs to happen along that note as far as film criticism Is Because here's the thing, if a critic, if a secular critic reviewed a Christian film, they'll say it's awful, because it is. And then, but then a Christian audience would look at that and be like, well, what do you expect? It's a secular, you know, what we need Mm -hmm. is really great, you know, really solid film critics who are Christian and are working primarily in the Christian community and actually speaking to these people on their own terms and saying like I believe what you believe and this movie is crap. Uh-huh. You know, cuz I think cuz as long as as long as there's that difference between Christian and secular, they'll always have kind of a scapegoat. It's like, well, he doesn't like it, but of course, how could he? He's right. he doesn't believe this, you know. Um Mike, what's your what's your take on that?
2: I think there needs to be more communication between both uh Christians and Hollywood yeah. and um I think I don't know, somehow I would love to help fellow Christians who are afraid of Hollywood mm-hmm. to approach a movie um on its own merits first. yeah, they have to look at a movie, see what it's saying, and, uh, and and kind of respect um the opinion of the person who makes it. It doesn't mean that they have to sacrifice their own uh, ideology or sacrifice their beliefs or compromise their themselves in order to simply listen and watch a movie right but it does mean that i don't think that we should approach a film through the filter of our own theology
0: mm-hmm. you know what i mean and i but i think that's where that's where the money argument comes in david you mentioned that the idea that it's like well if i it's like i can li- like let's say you t- let's say you're talking to somebody who doesn't agree with you mm-hmm. well you can just listen right that's free sure okay whereas if you're paying that person to give that opinion, well that's different because now you're endorsing, you're encouraging that opinion. Mm. And so I think and that's, you know, and that and I, that's a it's difficult it's difficult to argue against that because it's kind of true. You are paying for that. And yeah. your 12 bucks or whatever is just one more ticket that they count as, oh well, clearly people like this will make another one. You know, and so I think people see that and they're like, "Well, I'm not going to give anything my money." Because who knows, you know, because there is a there, you know, there's a there's like a there's like a a test period where you have to like if you're a Christian and you want to kind of test the waters a little bit, you're going to run across movies that you are not on board with at all. But you're going to you're going to do that no matter what, Mm -hmm. you know, any time let's say I I
2: agree with the government is doing, but I have to pay taxes. Right. (laughs) You know, you you have to we all have to pay for stuff we don't like in some way or another.
1: Yeah, well, and but just, I mean we have. I mean, we can choose. In, in we can choose, though. We do that choice. Accountability. We're supposed to. Yeah. It's supposed to be a government of the people. We're supposed to take these people to task. You know, if they're not spending the money correctly. I don't know where I was going with that. Right. Getting no. off topic. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
0: sure. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, and I guess so. That's I mean that's the that's the issue. That's the that's the problem as far as because you know Christian filmmakers. Uh, we'll talk about we'll talk about Fireproof right now because mm-hmm. that's the latest one that did well. Mm-hmm. It did. Mm-hmm. I mean, it debuted at number four. That's insane yeah. for a Christian film. Now, of course, the reason that that, that, that happened is because there's so much hype beforehand, and Christians are so. We, <laughs> I, uh, oh, I mentioned this in an episode that's going to air a month from now. Um, the idea that, like, if you have a group that feels that they are not being catered to, like the African American community, with you know, and then you show them, like, in that in that instance, like a Tyler Perry film, it's something they can rally be around. And it doesn't even matter if it's that good. It's like it's like well, it's nice to at least know that I'm being paid attention to, mm-hmm. and just and so I think the Christian film community, like when Fireproof came out or Fireproof, Passion, the Christ, Left Behind, doesn't matter. Anything that any film that actually gets a theatrical release, they're like, finally, people are listening to us. We need to ab- we need to support this film, and so of course churches would buy like the entire auditorium and stuff like that. Um, so that's you know that's how it managed to make so much money but it stayed in the top 10 for a fair amount of time and i haven't seen the film but i feel like maybe this is a good jumping off point to actually talk about some individual films mm-hmm. uh, sure. now i haven't seen fireproof if i'm not mistaken you sir I have. you have seen i fireproof. have
2: seen fireproof yes starring kurt cameron among others kurt cameron exactly so what's and and the your same take producers on the film? that made face of the giants which was another huge success that's right yeah 100,000 dollars and i think it grossed like 10.2 million or something yeah. like that but fireproof, you know, I I love the story. Absolutely beautiful story. You know, mm-hmm. it's basically about this guy who's a fireman, and his marriage is falling apart. He doesn't have. He's got a lot of pent up anger, and they're not communicating. And she basically wants a divorce. Mm-hmm. And um, his dad gives him a book that's going to outline forty days worth of steps that he can take to physically, tangibly love his wife. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't want to do it at first, but then he, you know, he does day day one is like make her do something nice for her so i think it makes her a cup of coffee or something that's it for day one but then it progresses from there and then he um he, he just starts to fall in love all over again with doing good things for her and rediscovers her himself and their relationship and where his place is and being her husband and it saves their marriage and uh it's it's very positive it's very affirming of of the institution of marriage and family and uh I think that if more couples did what is outlined in the film, we would have less divorces. I mm-hmm. believe that. Um, but as a film, there very, very, very subpar in yeah. that um, I made a couple notes here. It's um, very exciting. You have more notes than we Yeah. Do. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it, it's very, I think, very expositional. Um, my One of my favorite scenes is a scene in which there is hardly any dialogue mm-hmm. and— because finally the actors are having to rely on physical acting <laughs> yeah. you know and it becomes more it becomes refreshingly organic all of a sudden mm. but i think the heavy exposition probably has something to do with the filmmakers wanting to make a point they want to make that point so bad that message is so sacred to them they that they want to make rip, sure that, that you anybody get it. misses it exactly yeah. and so what we get is this heavy exposition um again we had this layer of nice over everything like uh the, the firefighter buddies, mm-hmm. I, I did not believe they were firefighters. They they seemed more like, to me, um, like Ivy League college roommates, not <laughs> firefighters who had, like, faced death in the face and, like, have risked their lives for each other and, like, hardened fire guys, you know? Like, it, so it wasn't really realistic to me, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Now, as far as the, uh, you know, and, and I, like I said, I haven't seen Fireproof, so I'm not going to talk, I don't want to talk in great detail about it, but, like, when I mm-hmm. read about it, because I read several different synopses and different reviews and stuff, because it was, you know, reviewed a fair amount. Now, of course, The Onion gave it an F, but I imagine they probably were prone to anyway. Mm. Um, but, like, but like, it... it sa- and I wrote a blog about it, and uh, it's probably still up on the website because we aren't writing any blogs right now. Um, <laughs> keep forgetting. We'll get there, buddy. But, uh, anyway, and that I'm... Even though... I'm sure it's not very good. I'm sure the acting is only so so. I'm sure I'm positive the writing is bad. That to me, it's encouraging that it that the movie exists because yeah. it's not it's not one of their quote unquote sci fi epics. You know, with like a lot of again quote unquote special effects uh, and that sort of thing. Um, it's they're trying to appeal to adults and they're trying to yeah. appeal to a real need. You know, Mm -hmm. nobody, as far as I know, like, I mean, there are, there are churches out there that are really concerned about the end times, but I'd say there's way more people in the world that are concerned about their deteriorating marriage. Mm -hmm. And so it actually addresses a real problem, one Mm -hmm. that, you know, plays more of a role in people's lives. And so, and what's more is it also acknowledges, like, for example, like, um, I know that there's a, there's a scene where like, um, where they address that Kirk Cameron's characters like looking at porn or something like that. Now, right. it's like, oh wow, oh, yes, that's something that happens in the real world. That's very <laughs> exciting. You know, I feel like a lesser film or like almost any other Christian film would have even like probably wouldn't have even acknowledged that there was such a thing, you know, and just because uh, that's that's sorted uh, that that implies masturbation. Mm-hmm. That's well, mm, we can't talk about that, yeah. and so and so like, even though I'm sure it's not very good, what it represents. Is a very large stride in the right direction, and it'd be neat if they continue down that path. Because once you start uh, trying to appeal to adults who, you know, who under who, even if they are like even if they are like what we're talking about, where they're a little more sheltered or something like that, uh, you know, will, uh, willingly, um, e- they they've still lived enough life to understand subtlety and nuance and. They, and all of a sudden, maybe the dialogue starts getting better. Maybe mm-hmm. they, maybe the filmmakers realize like, let's let them come to this on their own. We'll guide them a little bit, mm-hmm. but we won't just come out and say it, you know. Now, maybe that, maybe none of that will happen, but it, this movie represents a step in the right direction. So now, here's my question to you, Mike. Me? Yeah, that's right. Me. That's right. Holy cow! All okay. right, calm down. All right, um, <laughs> that. Uh, have you ever seen a Christian film that you said, that's not bad? Or, And that's the thing. You, you're you always going to compare them to other Christian films. But have you ever seen a Christian film that you said, I like that, even compared to secular films?
2: And we're not counting The Passion of the Christ. And not counting that one. Okay. Um, You know what? Fireproof was probably it for me. Okay. Yeah, that Fireproof was the best Christian film I had seen. Okay, <laughs> all right.
1: Uh, well, let me ask a question. Okay. What left uh, Behind
2: is right under that. Okay, right
1: behind it. So, now you talk about we've talked a lot with a time changer in this. This sort of like glossing over of the actual like negativity, you know, mm-hmm. n- not going as dark as the real world would right. mm-hmm. which would help make the point. Now, yeah. we we learned from from Passion of the Christ from that huge box office that right. Christians, evangelicals, will go see an R rated movie, yeah. right? Yes. So where is the squeamish, squeamishness coming from? Why can't they just make that? Because it's Jesus. Yeah, it,
2: yeah, I think it's that simple. It's it's mel gibson making a jesus film yeah and so it's like wow we we finally have you know somebody who's uh an a-list director and star making uh a, a film about jesus and right i think I mean, that was part of the hype
0: i mean you know i've i've gone to several different churches and there's always you know not always but i've seen several passion plays i mean i was you know i was freaking in one directed by you right yeah. um and uh you know, He's referring to Mike. there. I, I did not. Right? No, passion. David did not direct a passion play. It's like, yeah, I was <laughs> flirting with Christianity for about three months, and uh, I really got into it. <laughs> so, um, but the uh, and and you know, so I've seen a lot of passion plays, and I and you know, people really like them. They really get into them. It reaffirms what you know. It's a visual representation of what they believe, and so it's, they're on board with that. And passion the Christ, like. Will, they're so will, they're so behind what it's doing or what it's trying to do that violence that they would never want to see all of a sudden becomes acceptable because mm-hmm. it's all about mm-hmm. the but purpose you're under, and they're
1: specifically because it's jesus mm mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're, but you're saying it's because it's Mel Gibson.
2: Well, uh, both. It's Mel Gibson and Jesus put together in the same sentence. So it's like, if, whoa, holy crap, we got to go if, see this.
1: Uh, what is it, Cloud <laughs> 10, is that what they're called? Yeah, Cloud 10 if is Cloud one Cloud 10 the... had made Passion of the Christ. Clearly they wouldn't have the budget, they wouldn't have been able to shoot yeah, it. Yeah, they're more Or, more or yeah. whatever. But if mm-hmm. they had made that same film just as violently, mm-hmm. what would have happened? Would would people mm-hmm. have objected to that? Mel
2: Gibson's name not being attached to it probably would have uh, hurt at least the opening Weekend mm-hmm. box office numbers?
1: Okay, certainly box office. But I mean, the, the opinion of the film would, would, would Christians have not gone to see the film because it was rated R? Even um, though it was made by Christians, actually. You know, and question. That's,
0: and I, think, I think part of the appeal in the Christian community of that film is that it is a, a guy that everybody thought was secular, a guy who, is, who has secular success, yeah. artistic success, mm-hmm. Oscars, making this film. So I really think the pedigree actually because they're like aha now we have our Lawrence of Arabia now we've mm-hmm. got you know because now it's not just Kirk Cameron making this little film here or Stephen Baldwin or whoever this is Mel freaking Gibson mm-hmm. aha yeah. now we've got it you know yeah. so I'm sure I'm sure if Cloud Ten had done it and you know and it had pretty much no name actors and stuff not that it had a lot of name actors anyway but you know it uh, I think they would have. I think it still would have been popular, but I don't think it, you know, would have been the, you know, box it office smash. Yeah, I, no, I see that,
1: but I'm, I'm just saying, wh- they still would have gone to see it. Christian still would have gone to see it. Yes. So yeah. why isn't Cloud 10 making movies? Why couldn't Time Changers have been an R-rated movie?
0: Oh, because cause that, cause there's you know, no su- there's no swearing in biblical I, times. I, I have like a point
2: about this, too, that I, I wonder okay, is, is I a sure. case, is that... Um, to, in order to make a good quality film, mm-hmm. you, you kind of have to learn from the best. You know, you gotta, you gotta learn from those. You gotta learn your craft. You have to know your craft and learn it from those who can do it the best. And I think most of those people are in Hollywood. And Christians don't want to touch Hollywood. Yeah. So then so they're not learning how to really put together, you know, mainstream looking films. That
1: yeah, but. I- I, I feel like I'm belaboring the point here. No, but, it's it's you, fine you,
0: because there is no answer. There's no definite answer, like because gave, I you don't gave know.
1: A, a hint there, saying that there's no there's no swearing in biblical mm. times. There's no swearing. So and that this... the distance that's created by it being set in the past right. makes it more acceptable. Absol- mm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. I mean, the Bible. Yeah, if go.
0: somebody made the Street. Bible movie as is, it would be a definite NC-17 because yeah. they're, You yeah. know, I mean, maybe like sex and nudity. I think they might still have a problem with that, but like. Violence is always b- because because that's the thing. Horrible, bloody violence done to a martyr, especially Jesus. I'm on board with that. You know, I mean, if you watch, uh, and I guess now we can kind of get into this. If you watch so many of the of the uh, you know Christian films dealing with the end times and the tribulation and the rapture and all that kind of and the Antichrist and all that, there's actually a lot of violence in it. They, there's just not a lot of blood. I mean, there's all kind. Of, I mean, there's heads getting chopped off. There's you know, there's executions. There's you know a lot of uh, bullets flying. You know, they just they can show some blood, but not very much. Certainly not passion, at the Christ level. But like, but yeah, I think I think because there's that disconnect. You know, it's like, oh well, I'm on board with everything in the pa- you know in the passion, but it's like, oh, but swearing, no, 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 no. That's that's something very much relevant to my modern situation, and I don't want anything to do with it. Yeah. There, there's something
2: even greater, though. I feel than not not only are christian films reluctant to show blood and and uh and hardcore violence and are they reluctant to swear but it's it's like i've seen um plenty of films where i i fall in love with the characters and and i feel for the characters and you know even if i don't see them get their head chopped off for example <laughs> if even if it's implied i yeah. care so much more usually in uh-huh. a secular mainstream movie about the people in the movie about the characters yeah. so th- what what is it that's that that we're unable to <laughs> make audiences <laughs> care about our characters to, that
1: just comes down to writing and acting and editing yeah. and yeah. all the technical stuff which that, goes
2: back to learning your craft you got to learn your craft
0: and if you're not willing to
1: but the money isn't people who learn the craft go to hollywood cuz that's where the money is that's true where, and you can't really make i mean
0: yeah, and and I think people who really learn the craft, I think they realize like well, if I want anything I write or direct or whatever, if I want to work in something good, like money aside. If I want to work in something good, mm-hmm. I go to Hollywood. Mm-hmm. If like if there's a Christian out there who really took the time to learn the craft and then re- and then it's like I'm going to make some great Christian I'm going to go over to Cloud 10 and I'm going to make, you know, a really great film. Well, no, they're not going to let you. You know, they're not going to let you. This script pass. It's like, oh, this is rated. You know, this is rated R.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm not.
0: I can't let this pass. You know, there would be so much, for lack of a better word, censorship going on there. You know, I think yeah. there's a lot of. I think a lot of it has to do with surface. You know, on the surface, because I knew a guy back in Chicago. He was a nice guy. He was a nice guy in the world, um, but uh, he. I, I went over. I went over to his his family's house once, and uh, they had. Uh, you know, a collection of, uh, of VHS, and one of them was Sans of Iwo Jima. He let me and you and I watch that. Mm-hmm. And he had actually a really good collection of older movies. Now, he had some movies that theologically, like, you shouldn't like Double Indemnity, mm-hmm. you shouldn't mm-hmm. like Maltese Falcon. But that's the thing, it doesn't show any of this, you know, and so it's acceptable. Like Hmm. it is a very I think it's a very superficial because when you because like if you were to say I've had this argument with my mom many times that like I said, oh, yeah, there's this movie about this guy who uh, who's living his life a certain way. Uh, He's in a field that is just you know, he's in a, a professional field that is just it's not very godly. And then suddenly he feels he sees God work and he decides I need to do something different. I need to change the way my life is going. But immediately he's met with the temptation to go right back to his old life. If I told you about that movie, would you see it? And she's and she would say, well, of course I would. It's Pulp Fiction. Okay, (laughs) you know, it's just and that's the thing. And that's that's the difference, because. I'm sure they'd be on board with what's happening below the surface, but it's that surface that they just will refuse to get past. Mm -hmm. Um and I and I'm not sure why. I mean, it sounds very it sounds very judgmental. These are you know these are people that I know yeah. that I like that I'm friends with, yeah. and there's just this big disconnect as far as you know, and they're and they're encouraging of me, you know. They're not they're not you know uh, being really discouraging and and insulting, but they just for themselves they just they have that disconnect that they just cannot get past.
1: Well, let's change the subject a yeah. little bit. Okay. Um, you said you didn't. You only wanted to talk about. Like real Christian films, but I want to talk about uh the what leaves to mind is the movie Signs, okay, Mm -hmm. which is a you know Hollywood mainstream movie, yeah. But it has somewhat Christian themes, or at least it has like a pro God theme, pro God if if I would call it Christian. But yeah, um, well, what's 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 the feeling on that movie or movies like it in 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 the church? And is it
0: well, first off, it it, it's it's PG thirteen. I hate to I hate to you know, really harp on the rating system, but it's a big deal. And, uh, I mean, I... Why is that a big deal? It's a big deal to to Christians. I mean, I had a former... you know why? I, because, because, like, our rating, probably, it has things in it that we are not, that we don't like. And it does not matter what the message is. It does not matter, you know, what whatever. Our rating equals bad, unless it's the passion. Because we're on board with that, because it's Jesus. But, like, <laughs> but, but... But signs... Is it's P G thirteen, there's not a lot shown and I think they would be on board with it because um you know, because it's it's very pro God. Hmm.
1: Um How do you feel about Signs?
0: I thought it was amazing. I loved yeah. it. Yeah. I like yeah. the movie a lot. Thank and you. I do I do know uh Christians who really like the movie The Apostle. You uh-huh. know? Yes. Um I, I myself think it's amazing. Um yeah. but again, it's P G thirteen um, and
2: that the Apostle, um Helped me in my spiritual journey. Okay. You know, as did Crash and Hmm. a whole array of secular films that many of my Christian brethren may not have gone to see because of the content.
0: Right. I mean, you know, I mean, uh, The Apostle, it's, you know, it's PG 13. There's certain things that are implied, you know, the idea that this, you know, that there have been people having affairs and that sort of thing, but it's Mm -hmm. never shown. If it was shown, I imagine the Christian community probably would have shunned it a little bit more. Um, where
1: the part where he hits the guy in the head with a baseball bat. That is a, I mean, that seems it's like pretty crazy. grisly. At, at the very <laughs> least,
0: that sound is like, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you got him. Um, but uh, well, and I guess you know, there's there's another d- there's another episode to discuss the idea that uh, people are way more comfortable with uh, watching violence than they are sex and and you know in, the, oh, I was in certain to get cases to swearing.
1: Oh, all right. In terms of. of Christians, at least, oh, and okay. I, I, I couldn't really find an entry point—no pun intended okay. uh, into the sex discussion. Uh, <laughs> but, um, nice, uh, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I can't. I can't relate it to these movies because I haven't seen any movies. But it does. That does seem to be uh, an issue that uh, the people, Americans in general, and yeah. I think Christians in particular, are so much more upset by sex and nudity than by than by violence.
0: Yeah, I mean, and I think that just is a natural extension of the church itself. With, the, with a couple of exceptions where it's just – it's like sexual sin is like the worst thing, uh, whether it be – regardless of what it is. Like, like you, could, you could have a guy come into your church and say that he murdered somebody mm-hmm. and, went to, and went to jail for it. Mm-hmm. Murdered somebody, went to jail, he's out now, and people would probably welcome him with open arms. And I'm not sh- – but if you, had, if you had somebody who said, I molested a child – and I went to jail for it, served my time, I don't want to do it anymore. And I I need you know, I need some help and I need some guidance. I imagine that guy probably would not be as welcome in, in the church. Well, you are talking, talking about sexual thing with conversation,
1: but the uh and this is one of I mean I don't want to get on my soapbox here, but this is one of the bones that I have to pick with mm-hmm. with Christianity is is the shame that comes with sex. And yeah. and you say that sex is S- sexual sins are, are are viewed as worse than violent sins. Viewed
0: as, I'm not saying they are, but they're viewed as. Right, so yeah. does that
1: come from, I mean, is that in the Bible, or does that come from, it seems to me that that comes from sort of a, an intentional well, system of behavioral conditioning to keep people in line.
2: I, I, th- I think that um, sex is is actually seen as the most holy, sacred, beautiful, wonderful thing, a gift from God himself given to uh, a married couple that have committed themselves to each other, and that that, that um, act of sexual intercourse is is really uh, encouraged um, for married couples. I mean, I, I've known of priests in my own uh, Catholic faith that have sat down with couples and actually asked them if they're having enough sex. You know, so it, it's because it's such a holy uh, gift that to to treat that um, to treat that with contempt is is so horrible then so it's not that the church has a has a problem with sex it's that the church has a problem with sex being mistreated or misused i think it's because it's put
0: up you know as as such a great thing that like you know it's like the higher you go the farther you have to fall you know and it's like if it was just you know it's like it's the reason that lying it's frowned upon you know but like nobody really you know like if, if it turns out that like that your pastor like had em- had embezzled some money or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, he'd probably be kicked out of the church. Uh, probably be kicked out of his position, but he might actually be staying in the church mm-hmm. if you find out that your pastor has probably has like had an affair with yeah. somebody. He will probably he's definitely going to be kicked out of his position. Probably going to be ch- kicked out of that specific church. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I'm not sure. Uh, there's something, and well, I think I it is what, an old timey kind of thing.
1: Yeah, I mean, you're still mm-hmm. you're still talking about. That. I mean, that's that's wrong to have an affair yeah it's a I mean that's that's wrong <laughs> I think we can all agree on that that's wrong both from the Christian standpoint and just from uh social yes morality, yeah. morality yeah. uh but what about masturbation like why can't masturbation be treated as something that okay if Christians don't want to approve of it, that's fine with but mm-hmm. why yeah. does it have to be so awful like why can't it be like mm-hmm. lying? You're like, hey, you know, don't do that right you know why does it have to be the shame thing it, it it I mean, maybe I'm just like letting a little too much of my like <laughs> psyche out the door, and how much I hated <laughs> my Catholic upbringing. Okay, you know? oh, yeah. but I I I didn't. That's one of the reasons I hated the Catholic upbringing is I don't want to feel shameful about having about about. I mean the the idea that just being attracted to someone is somehow like disrespectful of them or or wrong. See, you know? I
0: I think this is I think this is. Uh, I think that's the difference between like an old kind of not old, but just a traditional church. There's plenty of young people in a very traditional church and have very traditional uh, type values for lack of a better Mm -hmm. word. Um, But there are also, I mean, just in, in some churches, I'd say I've been lucky to go to, you know, a lot of churches where it's just like, it's like, yeah, you shouldn't feel, you shouldn't feel ashamed. It's like, yeah, don't do it. But it's Mm -hmm. not the end of the world. If you do, you're forgiven anyway. You know, it's, it's, You shouldn't like the the worst thing that can happen is because if you feel shame and guilt, chances are you're going to withdraw from the community. If you do that, then it's all about you, and it and it becomes and you become very much alone. Whereas, I mean, you know, you hear in like the modern church the idea of the accountability group or the accountability Mm -hmm. partner, and it's basically just somebody. And it's not even just with masturbation, or or porn, or sex, or just anything. It could just be like, be like, hey, I uh, wanted to kill a man today uh, in traffic. And mm-hmm. it's like, ah, oh, well, I'll pray for you about that. And uh, incidentally, uh, I had the exact same experience. It, it it lets you know that it's like you're not the only one that's going through this. And I'd say in most churches, especially uh, the, the sex or sexual related sin, whatever it is, um, I think it uh, – I think they're developing a better attitude towards it. Not necessarily, com- They're not necessarily compromising what they're saying, but the mm-hmm. way in which they're saying it's like, it's not the end-all be-all. You're mm-hmm. not going to go blind. Your hand's not going to grow hair or whatever it is. <laughs> God's not going to punish you for it, all right? You should try <laughs> to avoid it, but good Lord, come on. There's bigger things. There's bigger fish to fry. Well, I'm you glad know. that's happening. Let's get back to <laughs> Back to movies. Let's Masturbation. To Wait, what? Mike, cause <laughs> back to what? <laughs> what? Sorry. Mike has said, like, three words in the past <laughs> 10 minutes. Sorry, so it's, Mike. Uh, uh, you know, um, i he. Been talking about
2: i can share something with you guys uh me and um i have an llc called unveiled pictures and me and my my business partner jeff what's it um, called again it's the company's called unveiled pictures unveiled. Okay. and uh, we produced a movie a couple of years ago called 316 and uh it's it's a sci-fi thriller christ parable mm-hmm. about a little boy who willingly gives up his life to save the world from this virus and um It's, 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 it's pretty gritty and, I mean, somewhat graphic and, uh, it, it didn't get accepted into any Christian film festivals except for one that was a little bit more Uh open-minded, um, even though it was a direct Christ parable and, like, obviously, well, not, not so obvious until you get maybe to the last scene, but, um... It's clearly a Christ parable, mm-hmm. but it got accepted into all these secular festivals, and they gave it awards. We got awards. We walked away <laughs> with, like, you know, one one in Dayton, Ohio, you know, gave us award for, like, best writing and best cinematography and editing, and, and they just loved it. And it was a completely secular. And we, most people in the audience were like, I'm not Christian at all, but I, I loved your movie. It made me think. It was provocative, but it was about love. And um, hmm. it's just interesting that. None of the Christian festivals would accept us. Do you think there you are know?
1: more? Are there in our age group? Are there more people like you knocking down the doors of the of the Christian uh, film institution? Do I you, think so. I, I you think, think we're I have some victories in the coming years.
2: Yeah, I I really am up. optimistic about that. There's a lot of, um, I think Christians in in the arts community uh, here and others that I met in Chicago that are along the same wavelength as as I and that actually reminds me of somebody I talked to in college once who said that they they felt themselves in a real pickle because the church didn't understand their art and their liberal arts school didn't understand their faith. Yeah. So it was like, well, this is who I am. I'm I'm an artist. When I was first um I knew like my whole life that I would be a filmmaker. Um I mean, I used to take little you know, action figures and set them up in the backyard and And take pictures of them from different angles. Like eight years old. That was my beginnings of Mm -hmm. you know, my film life, I guess. And then when I became a Christian, I thought, oh crap, well, I want to get into this business that's that's so dark and ugly and you know, controversial and everything. Mm -hmm. How am I supposed to reconcile these two? I thought I was supposed to become like, you know, a missionary or a priest or something, you know, something Mm. holy. (laughs) And then I, I just came to realize that no, this is who God made me to be. God made me to to be a filmmaker. And uh I would I would almost betray that calling if I didn't respect the art and the craft and learn how to do it well and yeah. and do things that people can relate to that communicates well.
1: Hmm. you well, know. Uh I hope you're uh successful because I oh, thanks. I'll be honest as a you know as a non-Christian I would love to see well-made Christian films. I love cool. Yeah. you know I love uh, I love smart people who disagree with me. <laughs> <And> <laughs> nice. So uh Yeah. Uh, that uh, I look forward to that, and look forward to your success and the success of others uh, oh, thank you, of your ilk.
0: So, um, now, Mike, do you have like a website of uh, of some sort yet? Uh, does Unveiled Pictures have anything? Uh, Undeval- is there a place we can find like any movies that you've made?
2: Well, unveiledpictures.com is going under some revamping. Okay, um, you can go to outsidethebox.com. dot com. I'll give them a little plug because they distributed that film for us. Okay. So it's outside the box. Okay. Com and um, da da. Yep, okay. Exactly. And uh, they've got a whole section. They've got a link to the film, um, not the film itself, but there's a trailer for it, and then there's a description and some photos and things like that. Okay. So go there. And so check it, it is. It out. It
0: is, po- is it possible to to three sixteen is what it's called, right? Yes. Correct. Is is it possible to see it online? Is it possible for people to order it, or like how can somebody see it if they want to?
2: Um. I. We'll be happy to mail copies to anyone who wants to see it, okay. actually. <laughs> right. yeah, if you want to put my info on the website, okay. you're more than welcome to do that. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, thanks
1: for All being right. on the show.
0: This was great. Definitely. Yeah, is it's my pleasure. All right. Speaking
1: of the website, we're at battleshipretention.com. Battleship That's right. Retention at hotmail.com if you want to shoot us an email. That's um, right.
0: If you want to discuss this on uh, on the forum, uh, I imagine there's a lot of uh Opinions caused by this topic. So, uh, you know, you're welcome to do that and discuss it with us uh, as well as your fellow listeners. And don't forget to click on the donate button. Donate button. Now we're talking. All right. Bye. Bye.